Hey, rock stars, this is Eric Silverman of Voluntary Disruption. And if you really, really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and we are at episode 188 with my really good friend, Eric Silverman from Voluntary Disruption. Uh, basically, he is in the voluntary benefits um, which used to be called enhanced benefits, which is like disability, life, dental, vision, etc. The boring stuff, the stuff that we have to have, but you must have it to make sure you protect yourself and your family. And don't like think that just because it's this program or this interview today is about those things. It's not. Uh, you wait till you hear Eric's energy. He's leveled up. He's fired up. And the knowledge nuggets he's going to drop you just about life in general is fantastic. So sit back, relax, break out your notebooks, because here comes our really good friend, Eric Silverman, from The Voluntary Disruptor. Let's level up. Time to shine. Today, podcast, Varsity Squad, it is Scott Ferguson, and I got the Voluntary Disruptor himself, this man's been featured on Fox Business. He's been featured on just the who's who of the, if you want to disrupt. So the man is awesome. His name's Eric Silverman. He's considered one of the most recognized authorities and disrupted forces and then the enhanced employee funded benefits. So it's formally known as voluntary. Widely known as a subject matter expert with nearly 20 years of employee benefits, sales, marketing management, and recruiting experience. He's often sought after and interviewed by various industry journalists and is routinely, routinely asked to deliver keynote speeches and speak on various panels at many nationwide, industry-wide, national industry-wide conferences. So Eric, thanks for coming on, brother. Please come on, introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Orange, Baltimore Orioles. That's easy. <laughs> and orange is like a fun color too, man. You know, it's, it. it's funny, like uh, Baltimore, my, I wore number eight, you know, cause I played baseball at kind of a level. Um, and we're number eight before two people, Cal Ripken and Gary Carter. Those are my two yeah, I'm product of the eighties. So they both wore number eight. So man, I really appreciate you coming on brother. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. You're, you're very welcome. So let's get to a little bit of the origins of Eric. Like where'd you start and then kind of move into this voluntary disruption, brother? Yes. So, uh, uh, you know, I started when I was 18, 19 years old in college as an intern uh, by accident in the insurance and employee benefits world. I thought I was getting an hourly job to uh, work uh, just for a marketing internship and uh, one thing led to another and the guy, I don't want to say it was bait and switch, but maybe it was, he kind of started <laughs> saying, Hey, let me teach you how to sell insurance of all things. And, you know, I promise there's nothing sexy about insurance. I never dreamt of selling insurance. <laughs> and um, I actually did well. I liked it. Um, personable, outgoing people, person. And one thing led to another graduated college in 2002, started my own uh, independent agency uh, went on to become the largest agency in the country uh, with the carrier I was representing at the time. Uh, we were doing 12 million bucks a year in insurance premiums, which for our line of the industry is uh, pretty much the top you can get. And um, I just had a blast. So it was really an accidental position. Love it. So what was the, was the fork in the road moment? The person that just kind of said, hey, you're, you're built to sell? Uh, 
not not exactly. It was okay. just it really was just an accident. I mean, I was I was bored to tears uh, helping him file claims and do an administrative <laughs> secretarial receptionist right. type work. So and I was making a couple bucks an hour and I said, hey, I don't want to do this. I want to do what that guy's doing. He was a sales marketing intern. And my uh, mentor or leader at the time said, well, you know, that's commission only. And I was like, I don't care. What do I have to lose? I'm, I'm, I'm living in an apartment in college. I, I don't need to make much money. So uh, I gave it a shot and uh, started enjoying it and uh, doing well. And uh, here we are 21 years later and uh, uh, just kicking ass and having a lot of fun. Yeah. What, what kind of insurance? So we're regulated by the quote unquote health insurance industry, right. but I'm not uh, a health insurance advisor or broker. I don't sell health insurance. So you wouldn't call me if you were interested in getting a standard old fashioned blue cross plan. Um, I am the guy that helps um, round out the total employee benefit package. Uh, the benefits that, that I specialize in are typically known in the industry as quote unquote voluntary insurance or voluntary benefits. So disability life, dental vision, and a whole slew of other different programs that are really important to have in addition to health insurance. But I frankly hate the word voluntary. I think it's the shittiest word ever. I don't know if I can curse here. Sorry about that. You can do that. whatever you want. Um, but you said you were on satellite at some point. So the uh, the, the funny thing is um, uh, it's just a dumb term for the industry. Uh, so I'm single-handedly uh, for the last many years trying to rename the industry from voluntary insurance to what I call enhanced benefits. And the reason being is everything we do is just designed to uh, fill in and enhance and complement a major medical health insurance plan. And let's just be honest, right? Everything we do in life is voluntary. It's voluntary for you to have me on your show. It's voluntary for me to be here. It's voluntary for somebody to get insurance. It's voluntary for them to put a, a dollar in the vending machine and get a soda for heaven's sakes. Absolutely. The voluntary benefit term is stupid because everything is voluntary. Got it. So is that the whole... Um, disruption is want to change it to enhance benefits. Is that what the basis of voluntary disruption is, Eric? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, like when I created my, uh, my business logo, I told my graphic artist person uh, my story and she, uh, she had one of her, I don't know if you know how a lot of companies like Amazon and Wendy's, they have subliminal messages in their logos. Um, so FedEx. I'm not, yeah, exactly. Right, FedEx right. with the arrow. Yeah. I'm not that creative, but she was able to subtly do one for me. So in the word uh, voluntary disruption logo, if anybody's curious, they check it out. You'll see a subtle thin line across the word voluntary. And that's on purpose because she's crossing out the word voluntary. Love that, dude. I'm looking at it right now. And uh, go so to subtle. and squat, go to voluntarydisruption.com. So it if I'm at a networking event, which here in South Florida, we're able to do a little bit and press some flesh, but most of it, like yourself, a lot of zoom in and stuff like that. What are people saying to me that would maybe make them a good prospect referral connection for voluntary disruption? So uh, great question. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is I don't uh, have a direct to market sales team. So for the better part of 15 years, I hired and trained thousands of interns and salespeople all across oh. the United States um, to, quote unquote, sell our programs and services. And that was fantastic. But ultimately, I got sick of running an adult daycare center, bud. Uh, the reality <laughs> is uh, it was a, a, I made a lot of money, did a lot of great stuff, had fun, right. but it was a pain in the ass. So when I um, all the time, right? Oh my God, it's, yeah. it's truly an adult daycare center. Yeah. So, so when I left that line of the industry and wanted to do something a little bit different, 
I said I wasn't going to hire any more salespeople. So instead of me going direct to the uh, to the employer, because everything we do is employer focused through business owners and uh, to round out their benefit package. Now I don't go to employers. My team and I, we go direct to the people that do that, i.e. the health insurance brokers, the people that have a client roster, a book of business. They are typically the experts on health insurance, but they will admittedly and candidly tell me very clearly that they suck at the things that I do. And good news, I suck at the things they do. do. (laughs) So it becomes a terrific partnership. So we have clients in almost every state. We have partners in almost every state. Um, So a partner for me is really just anybody that has the ear of a uh, C-suite executive. Love it. And I love it that there's that reciprocation between the two kind of parties where, you know, you suck, they suck, you're good, they're good. And you guys can work that off of each other. So what would you call yourself in? Are you a consultant or a Yeah, so uh, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you can call me a tomato. I don't care what you call me, but I guess the industry would call me a broker. We're a broker's broker. So we help uh, the insurance industry brokers who go direct to market. We help them. So in essence, we're a broker's broker. Your broker's broker. Got it. So what? Like your family's military. Everybody, you know, is 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 kind of military. You went to college. What do they think about kind of the choice you made to go out? And at first, you, you weren't big. Now you're bigger, and you're growing expeditiously, or exponentially. Um, what do they think about that? Um, now they love it, but then they hated it. My, uh, you know, I, I'm. What's the old saying? Everybody who never went to the military, you've already. They've told you this a million times. I'm a lover, not a fighter, right? Right. Um, I'm not a lover. I'm not a fighter either. I'm just a business person who likes to make a lot of money. Um, and the reality is, uh, you know, my family went into the military. I chose to go the business route. Um, and uh, when I started as a college intern uh, and started doing well, it was fine. After I graduated, my dad said to me, hey, when are you going to get a real job? And what he means by that is go get a W-2 paycheck from somebody who wants to trade dollars for time and vice versa. I had no interest in that. I said, oh, I have a real job. It's, 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 I I have my own business and I'm going to continue to grow and build my agency outside of college, uh, sign my own lease, hire some people, you name it. He thought I was flipping crazy, um, but within a couple of years or less, he was asking me to buy him a truck uh, after he realized that I did the right thing and sure. I was making a lot of money. So uh, then not so much, but now uh, now it's good. I love it. I love it. So like you're, you, you, if you've trained thousands of interns, so you're, you're a leader and you're subconsciously probably like the leadership is kind of in you just because of all the military that's in your background. So what to you? Eric makes a great leader. Um, You know, if you asked me that question a decade ago, I would have given you an entirely different answer. Uh, You know, when I when I started in um, in management, leadership, whatever you want to call it, hiring people, I was a totally different person than I am today. So back then I would have, you know, my answer would have been something to the effect of, uh, you know, a, a great leader, um, you know, a cliche, true stuff, but gives you lead, lead by example and all the, the nonsense that you hear, which I, I agree is true. True, right. But at the end of the day, I was kind of an asshole back then. Like mm-hmm. I was more of a tyrant leader. I was more of a get your shit done. You know, Me everybody's too, replaceable type person. Sure. You know, you, you know, you don't need to be here. Get out. I'll find somebody else. And over the years, I guess I've become soft with my old age. I um, 
uh, I've grown into a different type of leader. So I don't like the cliche servant leadership, but at the end of the day, I value my people now more than I ever did. Uh, and that's probably selfishly because I don't want to go recruit anymore. So sure. the people I have, I take care of like crazy <laughs> and I right. want to make sure that they stick around forever yeah. um, because uh, recruiting and training new staff is a pain in the ass. So from a leadership perspective, I think it's important, sure, lead by example. But these days, I would say uh, transparency, vulnerability, openness, um, uh, traits that you don't often hear, but these days is becoming more and more. And you have to, if not, people can just kind of up and leave and which is sometimes good, but sometimes you might nail that diamond in the rough. You want to hold on to them. So the vulnerability and the transparency, a lot of times will hold on to man. I was just like you, like in Oh three Oh four. And I was printing money, but bro, it was like, I was losing people left and right. I was tyrant. I was like, you don't know, like, and that's because I was mentored by a tyrant, you know, Sam, Bingo. I love him. Dude, that's, you know? that's, I don't like to use that as an excuse, but that's right. 100% yeah. how I learned. I didn't right. have experience prior to some guy teaching me how to be a leader. Right. Absolutely. So you saw the movie back to the future. Oh, who didn't? All right. All right, my man. So let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to the 22-year-old Eric Silverman. What kind of knowledge nuggets? So we call him here at Time to Shine today. Knowledge nuggets. You dropping on him to maybe shorten his learning curve, blast through, and level up a little quicker. Don't be a dick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And listen, right? God gave you one mouth and two ears for a reason, man. Listen and yeah. be empathetic a little bit. Yes, That's probably yes. what I'm hearing, right? Yes. <laughs> I love it. So we talk a lot about the dash here at time to shine today. How do you want your dash? Remember that little Mark. And by the way, I got the dash from, from Ray Lewis. I know you're not a football fan, but if you live in Baltimore, I mean, I know Ray Lewis. Sure. Yeah. So that, that little line between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life and death date, how do you want Eric's dash remembered? Um, Genuine passion uh, giver. Uh, you know, I, I like to, uh, and this is something that I will say I've always been, even in my early 20s, was, you know, I like to give more than I receive. I just expect that when I do give, that it comes back in, in uh, 10, 20 fold. Sure. Uh, years ago, I expected that more than I should have. And if it didn't happen fast enough, that's where I became more of a tyrant. Nowadays, I just give and give and give. Um, and, uh, whether or not anything happens, uh, that's okay with me. There are people that I take care of to the nth degree all over the country that I don't even do business with and I may never, and they're not even a prospect of mine, sure. but I just enjoy, um, I just enjoy the feeling of helping others. And, you know, fortunately the insurance employee benefits business has been good to myself and my family. We worked hard for it, but, uh, you know, I have, I have the opportunity to give back a bit. I love it. I love it. Do you have kids and stuff? I do. Okay. How are you passing on those values to your children? Uh, Literally uh, showing them, you know, as an example, we do things throughout the year, but every single year, in fact, we're proud of this, um, this, uh, this, we've been doing this for six, seven years now. We, uh, we go to uh, local stores. We used to do the whole, uh, I'll back up a second. We used to do the whole ask friends and family for toys and donations. So we can all make one big uh, thing for Christmas. But frankly, I just had no time for that. It got boring and people will let you down when you say, you know, will you give me one toy, please, to donate? (laughs) So I just said, forget it. I have some bucks. So we just take the kids to the store 
And we let them spend literally hundreds and it's now turned into thousands of dollars and they can't buy anything for themselves. And it Love went it. from toys to anything household related from gloves and scarves and socks, you name it. And we just donate it to the homeless and folks in need every year. And this past year, 2020, in uh, early December, we went on our shopping spree. Uh, we spent a record amount of money and it wasn't uh, it wasn't a goal. It was not like we go right. in every year trying to beat. It was just my daughter said, can we do some things extra special this year? People are hurting more than usual. Wow. For your daughter to say that, that's like kind of feeding off of pops there. You know, yeah, that's I like awesome. to think so. Congratulations mom on that. Mom that's, more than me, but but yeah, come on, dude. You know, it's like we're you know we might be the head of the family, but the woman's the neck, and they turn the head. So oh yeah, I feel you. Trust me, I lived that too. It's awesome. So Eric, if you were you built a lot, man, the past twenty one years, bro. So if you were to lose everything, what's the first thing you would do to get back to rebuilding? What would that be? If it was in the uh, employee benefits and insurance world, if I wanted to stick with what I know, uh, I would just, uh, I would frankly just go back and do what I did uh, six, seven years ago when I branched off into a different line of the business because uh, okay. I'm enjoying myself. So it's interesting. I say this to, to folks that ask me, folks in my past life, in mm -hmm. my uh, former life of uh, being that tyrant, people say, well, what's it like doing some different things? Still in the industry, but doing it differently. And I still tell them to this day, I'm like, if you value money more than time right now in your life, uh, whoever's asking me, I tell them to keep doing what they're doing and burn themselves out or not. That's their call. Um, I would make more new money right this moment if I went back to doing what they were doing. But I have no interest in that. So, yeah. um, you know, I guess it's it, the answer is twofold. If I really just needed to make a lot of money, I'd go back to the old life. But ultimately, I'd much prefer to just start over with what I started uh, six, seven years ago when I rebuilt my agency. Love it. I love it. And you build it also a lot with a servant's spirit. I'm yeah. saying that in air quotes yeah. if you're watching on YouTube. Right. Got it. So what keeps Eric up at night then? Um. What keeps me up at night? You know, not much. It's it's crazy. It used to be, um, you know, uh, artificial quotas and sales goals and make more, make more, make more. Got to have more. Got to have more. But these days, quite candidly, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, there's really not much. Even when I have massive projects and clients going on and and huge keynotes I'm preparing for nowadays, still virtual keynotes sure. uh, and I'm doing a lot of projects. I sleep well because I don't have the pressure that I used to put on myself. At the end of the day, I'm very authentic and transparent with my clients. And I tell them, hey, we're going to get you something done. Uh, and if there's a challenge, we'll let you know. You know, at the end of the day, uh, we're all human and, and mistakes happen and we just have to roll with it. Love it. And that's a transparent answer, too. That's fantastic, man. So what is Eric's definition of a life well lived? Uh, a life well lived. Um I, you know, again, it's it really two, uh, 10 years ago would have been a different answer. Nowadays, right. it's, it's still cliche, but nowadays no, it's, it's family and, um, and, uh, and, and success. And real quick, to be clear, I don't define success as how much money you're making. I define success as the life you're enjoying. And um, are you doing what you want to do, right? Like, it's easy to tell somebody, we hear this all the time, we tell people, if you're not happy with what you do, you know, Gary Vee says, if you're not happy with what you do for a living, uh, change it, you know, you sure. can change it, like switch careers. 
that's easier said than done. I love sure. Gary Vee, but everybody knows it's easier said than done. Right. Uh, for me, um, I enjoy what I do. So therefore, um, that's a life well lived. My father uh, worked for the government uh, here in Maryland forever, made very little money, hated his job with a passion, always wanted to quit, came home miserable every night. I love my dad. If he listens to this, he'll agree with it. Sure. Um, but he wasn't in a position mentally or financially where he could just up and quit. So he did what he had to do to provide. Awesome, man. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, success is living the life that you want to, want to live when you want to live it. And that's right. awesome. And hey, hey, we are back with my good buddy, Eric Silverman from Voluntary Disruption. And Eric, we're going to move into the leveling up lightning round. All right. You got five seconds to answer the question. No, no uh, explanations. We're just going to go. walk right through these. All right, brother. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's level up. What is the best leveling up advice Eric's ever received? Uh, uh, don't stop doing what got you here in the first place with respect to career growth. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, passion and, uh, and, and really uh, uh, living the, the business and life with purpose. Love it. That purpose is key. Other than your own website, voluntarydisruption.com, and of course, time to shine today.com, my shameless plug. What website do you like to go to to level up? Jeez. Uh, um, you know, I'm a big uh, I'm a big tech guy, so I like to see what's going on in the world, new innovations. So I like CNET.com, as crazy Beautiful. as that might sound. No, that's, that's legit. So if I'm in my doldrums, just not feeling it, got to get going and you notice it be like Fergie read this book what's the book oh easy uh giftology by John Rulin giftology freaking book dude That's have you read book. it oh yeah yeah I've read it I, he's a good buddy he's a he's phenomenal. Oh, really okay yes. fantastic okay what's your most commonly used emoji Oh, dude, my daughter asked me this last night in the car. And uh, for me, it is the uh, it is the the muscle sign. The, muscle the, sign. My yeah. man, my man. So don't freaking lie about this. OK, what if you could be one age physically for the rest of your life with the knowledge you've acquired and still be able to acquire knowledge? What physically what age would you be? Oh, 29, buddy. Forever 29. Dude, I always say 28 to 32, dude. That's my jam. So who's had one person that has had the biggest profound impact on Eric's life? Uh, uh, wow. Uh, personal would be my uh, mom and business-wise would be my uncle. Beautiful. Favorite charity and organization you give your time and or money to? You might have said this already, but... Well, I didn't mention them, but yeah, it's the it's my the county I live in in Maryland is Hartford County, and we always donate to the Hartford County Christmas Drive. Beautiful, beautiful. Last question, and you can elaborate on this one a little bit. But what's the best decade of music? Sixties, seventies, eighties, or nineties? Oh, geez, uh, uh, I, I it's embarrassing, but for me, I got to say the nineties. Nineties? No, it's all good, man. I mean, all all of them are great decades. I mean, I'm an eighties baby. So I mean, yep. big hair, don't care, run DMC. It was a toss between 80s and 90s. I mean, you get in the 90s, you got the garage bands, the grunge. It's like this freaking phenomenal music. Absolutely, brother. So tell us about the Rockstars Rocking Podcast, which uh, I'm saying this subliminally. I hope I get an interview on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
So like you, you started uh, uh, yours uh, as a passion project. I've always had it on my list, but I never made time for it. It's not, I don't have time. As we all know, it's you have to make time. And uh, COVID uh, pandemic allowed me to make time for it. So it's really hashtag rockstars rockin', uh, rockstarsrockin.com. And it's really, um, uh, my dream was always just to interview folks who are rocking, crushing it, uh, doing well in life, whether business, whether personal, uh, interviewing, um, uh, whether they be celebrity types, authors, industry, insurance people, doesn't matter. And uh, I just had a blast doing it. Uh, We uh, just dropped episode 25, 25 straight weeks. We're not as rock star as you yet. We do one a week, Um, but it's just fun. We don't have sponsors. It's really bite-sized pieces of information, 20 minute interviews in and out. And uh, dude, I'm learning just by watching you interview me. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Awesome. So how else can we find you? VoluntaryDisruption.com is probably the best way to go. Yeah, my my social media platform of choice is LinkedIn. So follow right. or connect with me there. Oh, I'm pretty I found hard you. Social, yeah. uh, exactly. Um, Instagram, uh, rockstarsrockin.com, voluntarydisruption.com. Uh, those are the best places. And my personal cell phone is on my website. Uh, that is me. I don't have a service. Uh, you know, it's uh, we're salespeople, or I'm a salesperson, so I don't hide my cell phone. Text love me, it. call me, you name it. I love that. So. And all that will be in the show notes squad. So just go down there and check it out. Make sure you check out Rockstars Rocking after this episode's ends, of course. But leave us, Eric, if you don't mind, please leave us with one last knowledge nugget you want us to take with us, internalize, and take action on. Um, Just do it. You know, Nike had it right, and they still have it right to this very day. Um, You know, there's never going to be perfect time. I got younger friends and family and, and, and people I meet who always ask me, you know, geez, I'm thinking about doing this. I don't know if it's the right time. Well, that's just like when my wife and I said, you know, hey, when are we going to get married? It's never going to be the right time. When do we have kids? It's never going to be the right time. When do we start a business? It's never going to be the right time. Just uh, put your big boy pants on and do it. Yeah, do it. You know, my my mentor, which the, the other mentor that I respect also, you know, you always said, do it scared. You know what I'm saying? Just fucking just do it, man. Just get out there and do well, it. Fear fear is not a weakness. No, it's not. Thrive on that fear, man. I learned that just with the stuff that operations I used to do in the storm, desert storm and, and whatnot. And they kind of learned young, if you will, and move forward. And squad, you just had like a free masterclass with my really good friend, Eric Silverman from Voluntary Disruption. You know, he he builds a company that helps round out the total employee benefits, the voluntary benefits like disability, life, dental, vision, et cetera. And they're, again, they're voluntary enhanced benefits. Instead, from voluntary, Eric wants to transition that term to enhanced benefits instead of voluntary. Because I agree with him. Like, voluntary, it's like, you don't want to get the shit, you know, because that would be volunteering for. These are enhanced benefits that will level up your life. You know, he says a good leader values people with tra- and also has transparency and vulnerability. He would tell his younger self, and I would too, by the way, to don't be a dick. Be a little bit more empathetic. Listen to people. God gave you one mouth and two ears for a reason. Shut your mouth and learn from something. His dash is going to be remembered as someone that's genuine, passionate, and a giver. Very family-oriented. What he does with his kids to go out to a store and buy stuff for other people, that is planting the seed of generosity. That is planting the seed of growing and being a progressive person in life. So those kids are going to grow up to rock just like he does. You know, in success in Eric's life is, in his definition, is live the life you want to do, want to live, when you want to live it, and how you want to live it. That's success. Not so much the monetary in the money, but living your life. 
and he'll tell you, don't stop doing what got you here in the first place. You can always level up the aspects of it, but don't stop doing what you what you're doing. And also a little from a little bit of Phil Knight, the shoe dog himself, just do it. And that's what Eric does. He levels up his health, levels up his wealth, levels up his family life. He's humble yet hungry. Thank you so much for coming on, Eric. It was a blast. I'm completely blessed. Thank you again, brother. Hey, thanks for having me, bud. You bet. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561 549-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.